Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to choose topics and guests that will empower your business to take it to the next level. Today, I'm so excited to have Peter George, and let me tell you a little bit about Peter. He believes that everyone should be able to confidently share their knowledge and experience. As a public speaking coach, he specializes in helping professional speakers, authors, consultants, and executives be calm, confident, and credible every time they speak. Throughout his childhood, Peter dealt with a lisp and stutter. Consequently, he knew he grew up shy and introverted, avoiding communicating with others as much as possible. When he got into the business world, he quickly realized that his lack of presentation skills kept him at a disadvantage. After business successes or after seeking help, he now creates public speaking coaching for others. He has spent 17 years helping professionals around the corner to those in Fortune 100 companies develop into speakers who understand how to craft and deliver presentations that engage, persuade, inspire, and ultimately helping them increase their impact, influence, and income. Peter is the host of Public Speaking with George, Peter George, let's get that right, Public Speaking with Peter George. And that podcast is an award-winning podcast. He's an award-winning author. He's captivating public speaker. That book, The Captivating Public Speaker, Engage, Impact, and Inspire Your Audience Every Time. It's a great title. The Captivating Public Speaker, Engage, Impact, and Inspire Your Audience Every Time. You can get that on Amazon. Given that title of the book, I chose the speech theme to be or the presentation to be the top five secrets to captivate your audience. Not everybody is captivating, Mr. Peter George. So you're going to tell us how we can become captivating. Looking forward to it. It's a pleasure to be here, Vicki. It's a very impressive background you have, Mr. George. I've lived a long time, so <laughs> things accumulate. Yeah, same with me. <laughs> Tell everyone what part of the country you call home. I'm from Rhode Island. Rhode Island. You can see that or hear that tinge in your voice, a little bit of a Rhode Island. <laughs> oh, I have a pretty good Rhode Island accent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't pronounce my R's very well. R's are, oh, yes, yes. I have a friend who um, is from Boston and 
she has a distinctive accent and also um, doesn't like the, the Pittsburgh Steelers of which she has that other team up there, that Boston team. <laughs> <laughs> New England team. Actually, they spend more time in Rhode Island than they do in the, ah, the Patriots. Okay. So if our listeners could learn only one thing about public speaking, what would that be? Greatest takeaway is it's not about you. It's always about the audience every single time. Unfortunately, many of us put the, the onus on ourselves and we put the spotlight on ourselves and we think we have to perform instead of thinking about being engaging with the audience so they can have a conversation with you, even if they're not talking. And instead of a presentation, have a conversation. Then they take things away. Then they take a benefit from your time together, as opposed to just listening to you possibly drone on or just try to inform them. And what I like to tell people is don't speak to inform, speak to transform. Ah, oh, so a huge good. difference between oh, the two. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. And you and I are on the same page about the conversation. I actually bought the URL. It's just a conversation. That's all it is. That's exactly right. So what would our top two to three tips be about becoming more captivating? Well, once you understand that it's about the audience, then you have to research your audience. What a lot mm -hmm. of us want to do is say, well, I get up and I talk about this and that's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. But how do you know that's going to resonate with the audience's wants and needs at that particular moment? And again, mm -hmm. we often say, well, you know, I speak to audiences that are very much the same, but times change, things mm -hmm. change, pressures mm -hmm. change, right. desires change. So you want to know about that audience. You want to research them thoroughly so you can speak to them. So you, in your bio, you talk about being an introvert. I'm right there with you. Whenever you're a speaker, trainer, talk about, if you, if you think back about what you just said, how important it is to do some networking just before you speak. Networking before you speak, that's a great way to engage people as well. I'll often stand at the entrance of the room so I can shake hands and say hello to people as they walk in. And what that does, it lets them for that split second, two seconds, three seconds, however long you can make eye contact and say hello with them to them, mm -hmm. it, it helps you create a connection there as opposed to trying to create a connection the moment you either walk on stage or the front of the room whatever that might be, you can have that connection going in. Yeah. You can uh, start that seeing the f smiling faces in the audience, the people you already now know. It, exactly. They're, they're no longer strangers out there. So I know this is hard for us to think about, but what is the impact of not captivating our audience? Have you ever been to a meeting and let's say the meeting was an hour long and you left that meeting, Vicki, thinking, I'll never get this hour back in my life. Oh, so true. That's the risk you take if you mm -hmm. don't prep correctly yeah. and, it, and if you don't speak to transform. When mm -hmm. we have left meetings like that, and most of us have, 
Yeah. It's because we were giving in, given information, but that information didn't necessarily help us accomplish anything. Didn't make a difference in our lives, whether it was personally or professionally. Yeah. And so we weren't transformed. We left no different than the moment we walked yeah. in. And this is one of the reasons people hate when they hear we're having a meeting Monday <laughs> at nine. It's like, cool, I'll walk out at 10. No different than I walked in at nine. But when you can speak to transform people, again, whether that's in a meeting, a sales presentation, speaking mm -hmm. from the stage, yeah, that makes a great deal of difference. Yeah. And it goes back to what you said in the very beginning. It really has to be about them. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I said, 100%, 100% of the time, I can't think about a time that it's about the speaker. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So I read that uh, one of the terms you use is can you showing up and throwing up so if you could just expand upon that <laughs> what did you mean by showing up and throwing up a lot of us just want to show up and and just vomit information oh, on people yes. okay so all we want to do is just and and you know I'm, I'm 64 years old i've been around a little while and I've come to know that people don't like to be vomited on. So why do that in, in speaking? Why yeah. just show up and throw up on them, throw up yeah. that information? Again, it has to be what they want to know and need to know for that particular situation, as well as how you want to make them feel, mm. what you want them to do or think when yeah. they leave. Mm. All those things go into your presentation. And it has to be appropriate for that situation. So I'll, I'll give you a, a little story about mm -hmm. what happened years ago. I was at a conference in Long Beach and I had a name tag on and I was getting coffee at the little buffet before mm -hmm. the first speaker was starting. And the guy to my right, who I'd never seen before in my life and hadn't even noticed him really, all of a sudden said to me, I don't need you. And I looked at him and said, okay. okay. He says, yeah, I, I don't need you. And I said, you have me at a loss. I have no idea what you're talking about. He says, well, I can see on your name badge that you're a public speaking coach. I said, I am. He says, well, I don't need one. I said, that's great. There's a lot of wonderful speakers out there. Don't, don't need my or any other coach's help. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Maybe someday I'll get to see you speak. And at that moment, he said he just kept it going and he said well the reason i don't need you is because i know what i'm talking about and i have the guts to get up there in front of people and say it okay. so that gives no consideration to again the wants needs desires how you want them to feel take mm -hmm. away all those mm -hmm. things he just that's showing up and throwing up yeah the japanese and i worked for sony corporation for not quite a decade when mm -hmm. i got out of school and the Japanese have a word for knowing what you want to say and having the guts to get up there and do it, just like this gentleman was speaking about. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that word is, Vicki? No. Karaoke. <laughs> and how good is karaoke 99% of the time? <laughs> so good. Unless your audience has had three beers in a shot, you're probably bad. Sometimes you get a great singer, but for the most part, it's bad. And that's what happens when we don't rehearse. We don't take into consideration all the things I've been speaking about here about the audience. And we just show up and throw up. And that's what he believes he's good at. 
And he's probably not. The problem is people tell him he is to be polite. And and I think a lot of times, um, whenever I think about the throw up piece, you know, the, the mind can only take so much in anyway. And I think so many speakers or presenters try to throw in everything they know <laughs> in that time and not say, what are the three or four quality things that I need you to go away from that will resonate with you? And when I come back and speak again, you'll be intrigued to know more. But if I give you everything, you're not going to remember everything. And you're certainly not going to remember me. You're exactly right. And I tell my clients, stop at three. Yeah. We confuse people when we go over three. Mm-hmm. They'll probably out of those three, remember one. <laughs> so that's just the way the human brain works. So don't go too far in depth on any mm-hmm. of the three and yeah. know which one you want them to take away if they're going to only take away one. And that goes back to being captivated because that one thing that they remember was most likely delivered in a way that was captivating, engaging, funny, whatever. Exactly. You know, You're memorable. exactly right. It was memorable. Yeah. And they, they they keep it with them and it it means something to them. And again, it transformed them in some way. Yeah. As opposed to, like you said, let me tell you more, but wait, there's more. <laughs> and I've got another thing. And there's, there's one more thing. And then they take nothing with them. And we're right back to that's time I'll never get back in my life. Yeah. So how does a a presenter, a speaker, a trainer, coach, whatever, know when they truly nailed their presentation? It's generally not when someone says, hey, great presentation. (laughs) Here's why. Now, if you're in passing and and you really don't have time to have a conversation, someone says, hey, great presentation, they will very well may mean it. But if I speak to people after I speak and any other speaker does after they speak and all you get is, hey, great presentation or you're very passionate or you really love what you talk about, Mm -hmm. probably wasn't an engaging or beneficial or transformational talk. Yeah. Here's why. And we take that away going, hey, they told me I was awesome. Mm -hmm. I must have been terrific up there. The problem with that is they're not saying, hey, here's what you said that made a difference to me. Here's what I'm taking away with me. They can't come up with anything. So to be polite, they say, great job. That's right. Because really what's so impactful is if they come up and say, you know, when you talked about this, I could see myself there. I felt this. And that's, to me, so much more um, a best recognition of my skills than great presentation. Exactly. But we rely on that great presentation. Yeah, yeah. And, And if someone does say that to you, a great way you can determine if they really mean it or not, and they just can't come up with something that they'd like to, but they just can't because they're either shy or nervous or uh, Mm. don't know how to put it. When someone says, hey, great presentation, a great job. Thanks so much. What resonated with you most? (laughs) And then if they say, ah, well, then you (laughs) You know, know, then you you didn't do your job. It could be that they were just in awe of being with Peter George, but. Yeah, that's that's never (laughs) happened in my life yet. Stay with me. (laughs) 
So if my how, wife could hear that, she'd be laughing. So how do you suggest our listeners rehearse in their presentation? When you rehearse your presentation, use the thing that was made strictly for speakers. I'm being facetious. It's your phone, the recording capability mm -hmm. of your phone. Mm -hmm. Prop it up, hit video record, and do your presentation or a part of it. You don't have to do it all, at, mm -hmm. all the time and do a part of it. But the key to it is playing it back in three different ways, mm -hmm. not just playing it back as you would think. Mm -hmm. The first thing you want to do is turn it up so you can hear it, obviously, and put it face down so you can't see it. And then listen. Mm -hmm. Are you pausing so people can digest your information? Yeah. Are you using a lot of fillers? Um, ah, uh, you know, mm -hmm. right, so... And those things, you have to eliminate those. What's going on? Are you speaking too quickly? Are you monotone? Mm -hmm. You want to listen for all of that. Take notes, work on making it better. Yeah. Play it back a second time with the sound off and just watch the video. What's your body language saying? What are your facial expressions saying? Mm -hmm. Because they communicate on the unconscious level. And you want to know what message those are. If the message from your face and your body and your voice aren't the same as your words, the actual message, <laughs> then people are confused because you're sending them different messages. Yeah. That's no different than, honey, do you like the gift? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, no, you don't. So your tone and your, you might be smiling and everything else, but the other person isn't getting all the same messages from you. Yeah. And then the third way you play it back is as you normally would, sound and video. Mm -hmm. So you can look at that. But by the time you get to the third one, you've you already, already called know. out what you need to work yeah. on. Yeah. I, I like to ask people to, when I'm trying to explain how important the how you say it is, I, I ask them to listen to the radio to a song and imagine that song as one note, <laughs> you know, right. But, but all, the way a, a song goes is a great instructor for how you should speak because there's the vocal variety, there's the tone, there's the pauses, there's the, you know, the, the strong vibrata and, other, and uh, I think it's a great tool too. So listen, see, and then play it all together. All right, we're running quickly through our piece here. <laughs> what advice would you give to Peter George when he was 20 years old that you wish you would? <laughs> Ask for help. Ask. Oh, yeah, because you're 20, you know everything. <laughs> yeah, and I grew up with a very strong father. Uh -huh. And to me, as a kid growing up, I mm -hmm. looked at him and said, wow, he's independent. He doesn't need help. I learned later on it was he asked for help all the time. Uh, I just never saw it. And I saw this very strong, confident man and thought, well, he did this all on his own. So I grew up thinking I could do the same thing. Well, you find out at some point, like, well, that's not true. <laughs> so that would right. be it. Ask for help. Okay. So it's time now for rapid fire. I have five either phrases or questions to give you. You just answer whatever comes to the top of your mind. Sure. No, no wrong answers. <laughs> well, well, it may be. <laughs> uh, no, it can't be. 
What are three takeaways that you would like our audience to get from this podcast? One is that public speaking is not the greatest fear. So don't buy into that. It's not even close to being the greatest fear. It's well behind spiders and clowns and stepping on Legos <laughs> with bare feet. With clowns. <laughs> it really is. It's it's be way behind those. So don't buy into that. Have confidence. Yeah. Those feelings you're feeling are is an adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. And the difference between different people is some people saying, Oh, that's it. I feel weird. That's a bad thing. And other people say, I feel weird. That's a good yeah. thing. Make it a good thing. You don't have to speak in front of other people. You get to speak in front of oh, other people. That's awesome. And no. that makes a difference. Yeah. So what is the most important part of any presentation, speech, pitch that you do? We already talked about it always being about the audience, but when it does come to you, breathe. Yeah. Breathe. So, Breathing so. helps in so many ways. First of mm -hmm. all, it keeps you alive. But beyond that. <laughs> There's that part. <laughs> diaphragmatic breathing. And if people had practiced yoga or have given birth, yes. they know it's, it's cleansing breaths. Mm -hmm. Those deep breaths add oxygen to your body, your brain. And that helps calm you down and let you think. It helps you be in control. You don't want those nervous, as we think of them, that adrenaline rush, those nerves to go away. You just want to be in control of them. Mm -hmm. And so when so many people say, how do you help me get rid of those? Like the last thing you ever want to do is get rid of that feeling. You want mm -hmm. to know what's happening, why it's happening and how to work with it. So breathe. breathe awesome. al breathing also makes you pause. Mm -hmm. And when you pause, your listeners who don't know what you're going to say, you've practiced it five, uh, 50, 55 times, They've never heard it yet. Mm -hmm. So pause and let them digest it. Whenever you make a point, just stop, breathe, and let them digest what you say before you start speaking again. Mm -hmm. Slows you down. Yeah, it does. I know I speak quickly, so I have to make sure I pause. I don't mind speaking quickly and people can hear just as quickly as I can speak. Mm -hmm. But I need to pause so they can digest what I've said. That's right. Process. Mm -hmm. We already talked about this one. Don't speak to inform, speak to transform. Is that something that they should uh, put on their monitor tattoo on their head? Yeah. If they wear glasses, put it, <laughs> put it in the inside of the glasses. Maybe get one of those. Uh, what do we have here? These little, these things you wear on your wrist. Oh, yeah, the little yeah, uh, rubber yeah. bracelet. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, maybe put it there <laughs> It's a reminder. Yeah, again, when we get nervous, we just want to give the nuts and bolts, but yeah. we can't digest nuts and bolts. Nuts and mm -hmm. bolts don't do anything for us. It's the stories you want to tell. We learn by stories. Mm -hmm. Anybody yes. listening can take a real good shot at the three little pigs, a little red riding hood, and they might not have heard that for decades, but they can take a shot at it. Mm -hmm. You can tell me about... Star Wars or the Titanic or other great movies, you can take a shot at it. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be perfect. No one's looking for perfection. Mm -hmm. They're looking for connection. Yeah, because so, it goes back to, I want to see me. And if I see you be perfect, I'm not going to see me. Exactly. And talk to people as if a crowd, whether it's 10, 15, yeah. or 1,000, 
Speak to them as if you're speaking to one person. Yeah. That's when people leave going, wow, how mm -hmm. did she know what I was going through? <laughs> he was talking directly to me. I don't know about these other 999 people, what they were thinking, because she was talking mm -hmm. directly to me. And of course, the vast majority of those thousand people will be saying, wow, she was talking directly to me. Yeah, that's another great thing to have somebody come up to you and say, yeah. How did you know? So what are, is a top mistake that most people make? Well, we talked about it before, winging it, yeah. just winging it. And people will say, well, I'm more comfortable. Well, you might be leading up to it because you didn't know how to pra practice or rehearse, or you really didn't know what you wanted to say. But that feeling of dread you have, that's because you didn't prepare. Okay. You can... You can wing it if it's something that you know you love, you breathe, you've you've said it before, oh, it, it, you know, in conversations or whatever, because you practice. <laughs> you were practicing, you know. Just yeah, you know, I I liken it to musicians, mm -hmm. and uh, you can see over my shoulder. Yeah, uh, I see Eric those Clapton's, guitars. Yeah, the replicas of Eric Clapton's guitars. Nice and. Uh, if if I went up to Eric Clapton and said, hey, can you play me something on the spot? Of course he could. Yeah. He's been playing the guitar since he was 17 years old. Mm -hmm. However, when I my wife and I just went to see him in Boston in September, he and his band rehearsed for three months for five shows. Sure. That's all they played, five yeah. shows. And they rehearsed for three months. Yeah. So there are things you can do on the spot because you do it all the time but when things truly matter and you want to resonate with the audience because your closing might be different your opening might be different and so you want to rehearse those you don't want to leave those up to happenstance because the odds oh. are they're not going to resonate with people and you also want to understand the timing because if you're just winging it you might not get to a great close or closing because you didn't realize that you ran out of time and you don't want to go over time. No, that's very disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I liken it to uh, athletes or, or, or other people who have a great skill. Mm -hmm. You can take this guy, a lot of people have heard of him. He, he was up my way for a long time. His name's Tom Brady. You, you might've heard yeah. of him. <laughs> kind of. And so, he practices every day. Well, five days a week. Practices five days a week, including watching videos and all films. Mm -hmm. So he's the greatest of all time. He's been doing it since he was eight years old. And now he's 108 or something. <laughs> and he's been doing it for so long, yet he still practices. He still refines his craft. And when we say, I can get up there and wing it, <laughs> sure you can well the thing too is and he knows this is that there is the variable that he's not prepared for so he needs to pre prepare for those unknowns and the only way you can do that is to practice exactly and and when people say uh, i said a, a little earlier when people say well my audience is pretty much the same all the time well He's playing against another football team. So in that sense, it's the same all the time. 
yet each football team has different strengths mm. on different downs. There are different circumstances. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people go, I, I just don't want to think of all that. So therefore I'll, I'll just wing it. And, <laughs> and then they go when it's done and it didn't go well, well, it's a good thing. I didn't put a lot of time into practicing that because see how badly it went. I would have wasted my time. Oh, and I would love to say that this isn't true, but I but hear it, it all, all the time. The time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Mr. Peter George, what is the next big thing for you on your journey? The next big thing is I'm deciding what my next book will be. Oh. And it's going to be, I, I know I'm going to write two more. And I just don't know which order I'm going to do it. I want to write a public speaking book for kids. Oh, so me. And me too, this year. Be oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and And the reason is, for me, is that... I knew what I went through as a kid. I didn't get picked on for my stutter. So I, I've i never experienced that when mm. I was stuttering. I never, ever got picked on, mostly because I kept my mouth shut. And two, I was fairly proficient in sports. And if you were good in sports, you didn't get picked on. So, but I want to do it not so much for the public speaking, although I think it's extremely valuable as they grow up. And it's not really taught in school. And if it is, it's not taught that well for most places. But the confidence you get from it. Mm -hmm. And exactly. I believe kids should grow up conf with confidence. Mm -hmm. So that's one mm -hmm. book. And the other is because I stuttered. I still do every once in a while, but not that often. But because I did when I was a kid and I know what I went through. And again, I, I went through it fairly well, but a lot of kids don't. They get yeah. picked on and everything else. I want to write a book a uh, that are interviews with famous people who stutter. Who stutter. Awesome. That would be a great one. Because there Julia are a Robert, lot of people. Nicole Kidman, James mm -hmm. Earl Jones, Tiger Woods. The list goes on and on and on. And show kids that you could deal with something like this as, mm -hmm. as a young person and grow up to accomplish great things. things. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's going to be one of the two. Yeah. The next one. Yeah. So I've been working with kids for since 2011. And, it, you know, I think the reason I have the name of my podcast is find your leadership confidence is because I've seen how that, you know, people's lives change. Just by Isn't it amazing when they get that confidence? Yeah. It's just so great. Yeah, and to see a child that is uh, the shy quiet one that gets up in the room and barely just whispers you know doesn't have the confidence to even raise their voice and and at the end of the 12 weeks that child is commanding the room and it's just so heartwarming and look yeah you and i won't live long enough to see young people accomplish great things in their 40s 50s 60s yeah. But you know you had a piece in it. Yeah. And, and I, cool when, I, when I teach the kids too, I always tell them now, it's like I have grandboys now. And when you grow up, you're going to be the leaders of my grandboys. So I have to make sure you're great leaders. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That, the confidence is just, and it permeates other aspects of their lives. Yeah, it does. It does. And that's, that's what you need to make them understand and um, get away from 
not, not get away from the electronics, but understand that their tone, their the ability to look at you in the eye and how impactful that is. And, you know, even the words that you say are one thing, but how you say it is, you know, could be the start of a fight, the, break, <laughs> right. the breakup of a relationship, you know, and it's all because what you said wasn't really how you meant to say it, but it came out that way. And that's what we need to have everybody understand. So even adults, when you're, you're with teams and things like that, communication isn't just formal presentations. What you and I teach is how can we connect better with one-on-one, -on -one, with two, you know, teams, families, kids. It's, oh, exactly. It's Public speaking. I tell people it's speaking to one person across the dinner table or one person across a desk. Yeah. Yeah. It's not 300, 500, 10,000 people in an auditorium. It's one-on-one. Mm -hmm. -on -one. Yeah. You're, if you're speaking, you're public speaking. If you're that's speaking right. to someone else, if you're like me and speak to myself a lot. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's a completely different that, subject. That's because we're in our 60s. So there, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. I'm going to share my screen. So it's now for those of you who are just listening to run real quick, get your paper pencil. And I'm so sad that you didn't have it for the beginning of this because you missed a lot of great tips, but you can listen to the recording again. Alrighty. So we have Peter George public speaking. That's capital P E T E R capital G E O R G E capital P U B L I C capital S P E A K I N G. So Peter George public speaking.com is the website. He's on Facebook. He's on LinkedIn and he is on Twitter. If you just search Peter George, you will find him. I'm going to let Peter talk to you about what is on his website that might help you in your goal to be a stronger communicator. Well, when you go to my website, you'll find how I help individuals, how I train at corporations. Uh, you'll learn about my podcast, a link to my book on Amazon, as well as you can sign up for 50 plus public speaking tips. And you'll get those and that'll help you along the way. Awesome. 50 plus tips. Who would have thought? All right. That is the end of our time. It has been such a great time talking with you, Mr. Peter George. I have enjoyed it immensely. It's always great to talk to another trainer, speaker, coach about the wonderful world of communication and how important it is to our lives. I've really enjoyed it, Vicki. Thanks so yes. much. So as always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it is up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. 
We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.